0: The 13th chapter, you're going to help me preach this tonight? I would appreciate it. Luke chapter 13, in fact, let's just pray because we can do nothing without the Lord, but with his help, we can do all things through the anointed one who strengthens us. Father, we agree together tonight as touching this thing, asking you, "...for the anointing, for utterance, for revelation, for the moving and manifesting of your Holy Spirit, of your holy angels, of your healing power. Open our eyes, our ears, our hearts, our minds, show us your will, show us your way, how to receive, how to lay hold, how to walk in the light. And for every good thing that happens, we'll acknowledge you and give you the praise and give you the thanks." For you are worthy of it all, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In Luke chapter 13, verse 10. Luke 13 and verse 10. Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day. Jesus did a lot of teaching. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. Next verse, when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Does that sound good to anybody? You are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Hallelujah. Is it still God's will for people to be loosed and made straight and glorify God? And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Isn't that something? Woman gets healed of something that's tormented her for thirteen years, and somebody's mad about it. Yeah, does. That just doesn't make sense, does it? Man's religion doesn't make sense. Amen. He he answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and he said to the people, "There are six days in which men ought to work, and them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day." <laughs> Then the Lord answered him. You know, sometimes you want to stand up and speak up, you'll get responded to individually. Jesus answered him. He's the one talking big. He said, You hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> well, he should have shut up. He should have kept his mouth shut. You hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being the daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo these eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. How many see there's a lot of revelation in every yes. Yes. every word here? Verse 17. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed. It hit them. They realized the hypocrisy of what he had just said. And all the people, the rest of the people, they rejoiced. <laughs> so you got some folks mad and then ashamed and the other folks glad yeah. and rejoicing. <laughs> you know, never get hung up on 100% of the people liking you. Yeah. They didn't with Jesus. That's right. That's right. Is that right? right. People, all the people rejoiced. For all the glorious things that were done by him. Glory to God. What a wonderful example of healing in the ministry of Jesus. And of course, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So everything we see and hear Jesus say and do, like it's recorded here, is a direct revelation of the will of God for all people for all time. Everything he said was the Father speaking through him. Everything he did was a demonstration of the unchanging will of God. And that's why these things were recorded for every generation to follow. This is why we're talking about it tonight. Let's back up and read in verse 10. Let's go by this verse by verse. You got time? And let's see uh how this happened, because if this, is the, if this was recorded for us, because John says that the things that were recorded are recorded for us. He said he supposed that if everything Jesus said and did was recorded, the world itself couldn't contain the books that should be written. Well, why do we have these then? Because there, when we read this and hear this, We're supposed to get stirred up about what happened here. Faith is supposed to come up in us. And we're supposed to receive and get the same results. Because he is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And he's no respecter of persons. How many believe the Lord has not changed? He never will change. And he's no respecter of persons. If we'll do what they did, he'll do the same thing for us he did for them or else he's changed, or else he's a respecter of persons. He's neither of those. He was teaching in in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. How does faith come? Does anybody remember? So when he's teaching, they're hearing something. Uh, Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word God. Of God, King James says. If you look up those words, it's actually uh, faith comes by hearing the Rama Christos, the anointed spoken word. Well, he is the Christ. How many believe he was anointed when he was speaking, teaching in the synagogue? Well, the, it's the anointing that teaches, the anointing is also a person. The Holy Spirit. One reason I'm talking about that is because I'm talking. I'm preaching some of the same words tonight. Should the anointing be here, yes. then could you get faith tonight by hearing these words? If they were anointed, then they're anointed now, right? And if I'm really called, that anointing's on me to proclaim it and teach it. And if you're wondering about it, I'll just tell you, I am called and anointed, hallelujah, to do this. So he was teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath day. I'm not Jesus, you know that, but he has representatives today all over the world that continue to teach and preach. And that is how faith comes. Keep going, verse 11. Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit Of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. We're given detail about a woman, what was wrong with her, and we're told why it was wrong with her. Very interesting here. Let me read some other uh, translations of this. Uh, The Bible said, in uh, the Syriac, the Murdoch translation, it says she was bent over and could not straighten herself at all. The Amplified is real good on this. It said she was bent completely forward and utterly unable to straighten herself up or to look upward. So she, she was bent completely over, further I guess than I'm bending right now. And so she had to live like this. For eighteen years, the the Greek emphasizes there was no way she could straighten up. Completely bent over, and couldn't straighten up. Everybody say eighteen years. 18 years. That's a long time to live like that. And you know, um, that's that's the case of many people today that have limitations that have deformations that have disease that has virtually imprisoned them in different ways and after years you adapt to it. Not that you enjoy it ever but it's just, I mean, you know, after 10 years. Right? It's your life. After 5 years. And you learn to how to do things and you get the help that you need if you can, things that you can't do, other people do for you. But uh, does it ever get too long of a duration sickness for the Lord to heal? No. Hmm? No. That was a little bit weak. No. How about the folks in the back? Does, does it ever get to the place where you say, Well, this has been this way for 10 years. No. So... You know, you can't expect it to change now. I've been this way for 20 years. You know, you can't expect. Well, granted, if you've been that way for 20 years, you probably don't expect it to change. And you probably haven't expected it to change for a long time. But it doesn't change the fact that with God, all things, you either believe the Bible or you don't. With God, all things are possible, and all things are possible, Jesus said, to him or her that believes. If you don't think it's possible, then for you, it's not. Not that God can't do it, but for you, it's not. And what you'll get into is even with believers and church going, people, they'll say, you know, uh, as you talk to them a lot of times, though, you'll see, you'll hear bitterness. And, and they'll say, well, you know, I did pray a lot in the beginning. And I begged God to heal me. And for some reason, he won't. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Failure in these areas is not, has nothing to do with God not doing a thing. It's a failure of human beings to receive. I've failed to receive things. You've failed to receive things. But let's don't point a finger at God. Right? right. Right? Right. Let's don't point a finger at God and try to change what the Word says is His will based on our coming short of receiving. And and besides that, that was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Or last year. Right? Just because we didn't receive yesterday or or a year ago or five years ago does not mean we can't receive today. We can get some things. We can make some adjustments. Our our faith can be fed. We can come up and get to where we can receive. Oh, come on. Somebody say, "I I can receive. Didn't the Bible say, I can do all things through the anointed one who strengthens me. Uh, one of the things to remember in understanding this is that receiving healing is exactly like receiving the new birth. Exactly. In fact, the word salvation includes healing and deliverance. If you look it up, you'll see. There, it's, it's all part of the same work of Christ. And if you say, well, yeah, but, you know, if it's God's will for everybody to be healed, then everybody would be healed. And then obviously not everybody healed, so it must not be His will. Well, why don't you say that about people being born again? Why wouldn't it be the same? And yet the Bible says, anybody remember the Bible? God is not willing that any any should perish. Are there people perishing? Jesus said broad is the way that leads to destruction and many are going that way. And yet the same Bible says it's not God's will that anybody perish. What's the difference? It's not his choice. He has given us the choice. He is all powerful. He is all knowing. But if In his all omnipotence and omniscience, he has chosen to give the the, the will and the decision up to us. Then you can't turn around and try to leave up to him what he left up to you. No. People that are perishing in this world because of not receiving Jesus, it's not God's fault. I said it's not God's fault. Because it's not his choice. And you can't say, well, they perished because it wasn't God's will for them to be saved. Absolutely not true. He's not willing that any should perish. Well, perishing, you know, perishing from sickness and disease is an area of perishing. Perishing from poverty and lack is an area of perishing. But God's not willing that any of us should perish at all. He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. He took our sins. He carried our iniquities. He bore the chastisement of our peace upon himself. He was made poor so we could be made rich. This is unchanging. No matter if another human being on the planet ever received Jesus and was born again, it's still his will that every one of them be born again. Amen. And Jesus has already paid the price for every one of them to be born again. But it's not his choice. Here's one of the great uh, mysteries that many have not understood yet. It's not hard to figure out, but many are still haven't embraced and accepted this. Everything that God has provided by grace must be Received by faith in order to be experienced and enjoyed. Just because it's God's will for you to have something or be something does not mean you ever will be. Does not mean you'll ever experience it. How many remember God gave the first generation that came out of the Egyptian bondage, he gave them the promised land. Did he or not? He said, I've given it to you. Go up and possess it. How many of them enjoyed it? Two. (laughs) Is that right? Out of hundreds of thousands. Not because it wasn't God's will. He said in Hebrews, the work was finished from the foundation of the world. It was his plan that they go in. But he could only get two out of hundreds of thousands to believe him. To trust him. Enough. To act on their faith. That's right. And take the land. Even when they're 80 years old. That's right. <laughs> faith is not everywhere. Faith is precious. Come on. I believe though. In the midst of a dark world. There's faith. Yes. Here at Faith Life Church. Yes. Hmm? Yes. And if you're not so sure about it. Keep coming. Amen. keep coming get, get the word in you keep feeding your spirit keep feeding your faith and you'll find what used to seem so far out of reach what used to seem so impossible will begin to seem possible <laughs> reachable amen it's a matter of getting your spirit built up and getting letting your faith be fed and built up are you okay Keep reading here. Let's read that verse again. What was wrong with the woman? She was bent completely forward. Utterly unable to straighten herself up or to look upward for uh, 18, I, I said 13 a while ago, didn't I? I it's because we're in chapter 13. Uh, <laughs> what are you laughing about? 18 years. Well, that's almost pushing 20 years, isn't it? Eighteen. Somebody say 18 years. 18 years. 18 years. 18 years. Stooped over. All the way over. You have to eat like this. You have to sleep like this. Anything you do. Your face is. Your nose is pointed toward the ground. And here is something. If she had gone to most any doctor. Or any clinic of the day. Here. In the U.S., anywhere, Mayo Clinic, <laughs> anywhere in New York, Dallas, Europe, London. I don't think any of our modern uh, medical professionals would have come back with this diagnosis. Yeah. That it was caused by a spirit.
1: That's
0: it. By a spirit. Because, you know, we're more educated now. (laughs) If you were enlightened, you'd know that we are spirit beings. And that there are other spirit spirit beings in activity on the planet that are not from earth. They're not earthling. They're, if you want to call them extraterrestrials. Angels are not from Earth, and they're not human. And there are spirits that are not uh, human, and they are fallen. They're, the Bible calls them evil. And they are nothing like the horror movies Hollywood portrays. Because most of that is inspired by the enemy. That's right. Talking about horror movies about demons and the devil. He's never going to tell you how it really is. The truth is, children of God have the greater spirit on the inside of them. And when we know who we are and what we have in Christ, these spirits are actually afraid of us. Think about what the scripture says. Resist the devil... And what? Why would flee means to run away from? Yes. Why? Uh, and this is, this is, it didn't say resist an evil spirit. That's right. The devil, That's right. the head of the dark forces. You can resist him personally. That's right. And if you do it in faith, knowing who you are, knowing what the greater one in you is, he won't try to. You know, to fight, he can't. Not talking about you, I'm talking about the one who's inside you. They already tangled with him. And it didn't turn out good for them. (laughs) No, somebody said out loud, I have authority.
1: I have authority. I have power. I have power. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
0: Over every evil spirit. Over every evil spirit. Now, these spirits, again, you got to get your mind renewed because so many people, they have watched movies, they have read stuff, and they got this, you know, the devil's always trying to scare you about what the devil is and the spirit is. But the truth is, they have been stripped and brought to nothing power-wise, and the the, the chief uh, ability or weapon that the enemy has... Is deception. That's his main weapon. And his most effective strategy. Is to get you and I. To use our faith against ourselves In the form of fear. Fear is perverted faith. He knows if you really believe something. And you say it. And you keep doing that. Weekend, month out, year after year. It'll come on you. And so he's continually bringing fear to us, fear to us, trying to put destruction in our mouth, trying to put lack in our mouth, trying to put failure in our mouth. And if we do it, then it gives him and his cohorts access to function. And so there's a, for I don't know the reasons, but somehow this woman, this dear woman uh, gave place to the enemy either ignorantly or, you know, maybe even knowingly. But she uh, she got in this condition. One of the things you got to watch out for is letting the enemy convince you of what's wrong with you. Yes. <laughs> and convince you that it can't be fixed. Right. I know a... Uh, uh, Working in healing school at Brother Hagin's ministry years ago. I had a person come to me and uh, They came to healing school, but they they were so negative I mean after no matter what they heard they were still they kept saying this yeah, but I know I have cancer Mm -hmm. I said, how do you know I just know and they had been to like 10 of the top clinics in the country, and done every test and everything, and all of them came back completely clean, and they said, you know, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, but I know I do. Mm-hmm. Based on what? Right. They believe it. Yeah. Based on a thought and a feeling, and I told, I went, it just kind of came out of my mouth almost before I, I realized it. I said, if you don't quit looking for it, you're going to find it. Yeah.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right.
0: You should be quick to believe the good thing. Yeah. If they say I don't have it, praise God. I,
1: right, I, don't, I don't
0: have it. And every little ache and pain. I know the enemy did his best to put uh, heart problems on me. My granddad uh, had heart problems from an early age, uh, died from them. My dad died young from heart problems. You could say it ran in my family. And uh, when I, I mean, 30 years ago, I'd be going along preaching and, and just have alarming heart symptoms. I mean, it just, you know, you'd feel your heart and, and it's like it almost would stop. And, um, and, and of course, the enemy, what's, he going, what the, what's the thought going to come to you? <laughs> yeah. What happened to your granddad? Yeah. Right? What happened to your dad? Well, do you feel that? What do you think that is? And so I'd speak to it and then they'd go away and this went on for years and sometimes you know it'd be it'd be so troubling that it'd be you couldn't get to sleep and and just uh, and hurting and, and problems and 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 it's definitely right where the heart is you know <laughs> you're thinking what what is that? and finally um, I told Phyllis you know I'm I'm uh, we, we got these churches and people are depending on us and and uh, I'm, I, I'm not accepting this, uh, but I want to I wanna do some tests." And so we went to the doctor and they put you in that machine and the, the, you know, they put the dye in your veins and all that kind of stuff. And uh, this guy's one of the top uh, heart doctors around. And I came back out and he said, uh, he said, boy, there's something different here. I thought, what?
1: <laughs> you know what?
0: Because I'm, I'm not expecting a bad report. Now with me now, now listen to this. People will say, well, you know, uh, are you believing for a good report? No, I already have a good report. Did you hear that now? My faith is not in what he's about to tell me. I already know what I believe. (laughs) I don't, uh, you know, but I felt impressed. And then I saw why that I was felt impressed to go do the test. He said, you got the heart of a 16-year-old. He said, there's absolutely nothing wrong with your heart. I said, well, that's it. Right? And I left, I said, you sorry devil. Sorry? I mean, for years. He's bringing these symptoms. He's bringing these feelings. What if if I'd have said, oh, that's it. I just like my daddy. Just like my grand. What, What if I'd have done that? Huh? I might not even be alive right now. Right? You, you We must not live by our feelings. Right? We, we must not just have an ache or a pain and the enemy come bring a thought and a feeling to you and you go, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. And you know, he'll, he'll start off with the, at the top with the worst thing. And if you won't accept that, he'll work on down. You have a bad feeling, a bad symptom. Oh, it's, it's terminal. You'll be dead in a week. No, I don't believe that. Then he'll drop down. Oh, it's, it's not terminal, but it's chronic. You can't be healed. <laughs> this is how the enemy works. And don't misunderstand me. There can be things that are there, but God can heal that too. Amen. Is that right? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All, come on, say out loud, all things, all things, all things are possible to him that believes. And the enemy is a lying devil. He's a lying devil. He'll bring thoughts, he'll bring feelings, he'll bring symptoms. And we, we need to say, no matter what I see or what I feel, this is what I believe. Jesus took my infirmities. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my pains. By his stripes, I was and am healed. I just don't know if I, can, if, I, if I can think that way or not. Do you do this with forgiveness of sin? Has there ever been a day you didn't feel holy and righteous? Has there ever been a time you didn't feel completely forgiven? And completely cleansed. You either are or you're not. Your feelings doesn't determine the reality. Amen. Come on, somebody say, my faith,
1: my
0: faith. is not in my,
1: not in my feelings.
0: It's in something more sure. <laughs> it's in the unchanging, unfailing, forever settled. Word of God. But we see this woman, the cause of her issue was a spirit. Now that doesn't mean she's possessed. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't mean there's an evil spirit in her spirit. Mm. Or even in her mind. Mm. Right. It's in her body. Yeah. Yeah. Don't assume because there's a spirit active in somebody's body that it's in their inner man are in their spirit and don't call them possessed. <laughs> <laughs> but if you yield to fear, you yield to the wrong things, and if you do stuff, you can do stuff for your body that you shouldn't do. You can open the door for the enemy to do some things. And and you know, they can this enemy had set up house in her house. And had no notice what the enemy does. Didn't enhance her, crippled her. Can you see that? The devil cannot heal. He can't save. He can't create anything good. All he can do is destroy. Steal, steal, rob, kill, and destroy. That's all he can do. And um, <laughs> well, that's true, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if I'll say that or not. But uh, re- read the verse again. People who serve the devil are not smart. Let me say it like that. I'll just be a little more diplomatic about it. <laughs> she had this for 18 years. There's a spirit causing perpetual weakness in her body and causing her to be bent where she can't straighten up. And I'm certain that if you had done tests on her body, you would see physical reasons why her body's that way. But what you don't see is the spiritual cause behind it. You can't see a spirit under a microscope. Hmm? There's no medical test you can take that shows it. You don't have to have a bunch of revelation, though. No. If it's stealing yes. something from you, yes. if it's killing something in you, yes. if it's robbing something in you, you know, cancer yeah. is has a life. It's growing. It's developing. It needs to be killed. Yeah, that's right. That ain't. The, that's not the life of God, yeah. right? Well, what kind of life, if you want to call it that, what kind of force or energy is that? It's death. Yeah. It's evil. Yeah. And don't ever say it came from God. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Come on, are you reading scriptures? Yeah. we we'll notice just a little bit later, Jesus himself said, who did this? Save. Save. Hmm? Have you read it? Yes. Uh, go Go to the next verse. And the next verse and the next and the next he said ought not this woman who's a daughter of Abraham whom what Satan Satan has kept bound for 18 years who did it come on tell me who did it according to Jesus yes why was this woman stooped over, crippled, couldn't function in life for almost two decades? He said the devil did it. A few verses earlier, he said there was a specific spirit that was causing this in her body. Now, it is so sad that millions still insist on attributing these things to God and shaking their heads and going we just don't understand it's mysterious why God would put this on this dear woman or why he would you know cause some people to be born with these deformities or why he would do this but you know God's ways are mysterious and we just have to accept his will it is not his will any more than it's his will for people to be lost and millions are being lost it's not his will this goes all the way back to Adam and Eve Hmm? how many believe there were no diseases in Adam and Eve when God created them there were no deformities everything that God made the Bible said it was good Hmm? can you look at AIDS and say behold it is very good Surely you know you couldn't say that. Sickness and disease is not a part of God's original creation. It's not a part of God's original plan. It's something that came as the result of rebellion, disobedience, sin, and the curse. Y'all with me, friends? Yeah. Man, you gotta watch this and you well, I don't believe that. Yeah, but what's your believing based on? Religious ideas of men? Because we see more of that just in the, the next verse right here. Right? Or is it based on actual scriptures? This is not an isolated instance. Place after place after place, you'll see sickness and disease attributed to the devil. To Satan himself. The Bible said, put up on the screen, please, Acts 10.38. Anybody remember this one? Acts yes. Acts 10.38. What does it say? Go ahead and put that up for us, guys. Acts ten thirty eight. It says, how God anointed. But Put it in the King James, please. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing. Is healing good? Yes. Always good. Healing's good. Well, if healing is good, what must sickness and disease be? Bad, <laughs> real bad. <laughs> Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Here, we're told by the Holy Spirit who inspired this, that all the people, and we're talking about tens of thousands, scores of thousands through these years that were healed under Jesus' ministry, we're told all of them were satanically oppressed. Amen. It was the work of the enemy. Yeah, right. you got to remember, if God made any of those people sick for whatever purpose, then Jesus coming along and getting them healed is remember? contradicting the work of the Father. That's right. That's right. And people don't even believe this outside of church. No. In church, they'll tell you, yeah, but I believe God put this on me. And then they'll go straight out the next day and try to make an appointment with the doctor that's to right. get rid of it. What's wrong with that? Everything. If it's God's will, you should not try to get rid of it. You're trying to get out of the will of God. (laughs) I know I'm raising my voice. I know I'm animated about this. But I've been fighting against this for 30 some years. I hate sickness. I hate what it does to human beings. And don't you attribute it to my good father. He's the healer. Has always been the healer. If putting disease on people was of God, you'd see Jesus doing that in his earthly ministry. You'd see it. At least a few cases. Right? Right? But you don't have a single case where Jesus ever said, come here. I got something from the Father for you. I'm sorry. (laughs) But sometimes God uses disease. I'm going to minister this disease to you. Never. 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 And there was never any. There were people that got healed on a single day. There there would have been 10,000 or 15,000 people that got healed. Now you think among 15,000 people out there on the hillside. These people are are from everywhere. Uh, There there was no pre-qualification before you got in the healing line. You'd think among 15,000 there'd be at least a couple of unlucky ones. That didn't deserve to be healed. Shouldn't be healed for mysterious reasons. Not a one. Somebody say not a one. Not a one. Not a one. Why? Because it's not his will that any should perish. Oh, somebody say praise God. Praise God. God. And you know, if you just think about it a little bit, you must say, well, I don't know if I, I agree with you, preacher. I didn't write this. I didn't write these verses. But ask yourself this question. Why would I fight to stay sick? You're shooting yourself in the foot here. Go back to Luke. She was bent over. She couldn't straighten up. There was a spirit there. That's verse 11. Verse 12, look at it again. Verse 12. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him. So how how does she come? Came to Jesus. And he said to her. What?
1: God's ways are mysterious.
0: I'm sorry sister. But just be strong. And this is your cross to bear. You know millions of people believe this. Just be strong and bear it. No. He never told anybody that. That's men's religion. That's men trying to explain why things don't happen. That's men trying to explain what they don't understand. Jesus saw her. He called her to him. She came over. She came over. She's all bent over. He said, woman, <laughs> you are loosed from your infirmity. <laughs> Come on, say it out loud. Woman, Woman, you you are are loose from your infirmity. How does Jesus do things? With words. Words and commands are how kings reign. If the king wants a ditch dug, he doesn't look for a shovel. If a king wants a ditch dug, how does he get it dug? With a command. Let the ditch be dug. Dig the ditch. (laughs) Jesus does not wrestle with this spirit. He does not spend hours praying and yelling at it. Now with me or not? He, he declares, you are, now, now, now hear this, didn't say you're about to be. No, you, are. you are loosed from your infirmity. Now, if you just stop right here, she has still been over. Yep. You stop right here, huh? she's still been over. Because something else happens next. And then we see the experience of it. But if you just stop right here, is she loosed or not? Come on now, Jesus just got through saying, yes. you are. Is she loosed or not?
1: Yes. No. Yes. <laughs>
0: There's a reason why I'm talking about this. Why wouldn't Jesus tell her, you're about to be? Why would he tell her, you are loosed? You are. Friends, if we walk by faith, we must gain an awareness and a realization that the most important things are where you can't see them. And everything happens first in the unseen realm. What's caused what has caused this in her life for 18 years? Nothing you can see under a microscope, nothing you could treat with a shot or a pill or a therapy. What is it? It's a spirit. So what needs to happen? She needs to be loosed from the influence of that spirit affecting her body. Is it done or not? Yes. If he says you are, how many think you should agree with the Lord? If he says you are, <laughs> come on, sit down. If Jesus says, you are, if Jesus says you, are, then you are, then you are. But this is what we were talking about earlier. Has Jesus paid the price for all the sins of everybody on the planet? Yes. Is everybody saved? No. Born again? They're not experiencing it. Why? You know, Jesus said this too to the guys that tore through the roof that time. He said, Your sins are forgiven. And they came to be healed. <laughs> are. Is it true? Come on, you need to help me preach this a little bit now. Is it true that you have been delivered yes. from all the power yes. of darkness? Yes. Is it true that he took your infirmities? Yes. He bore, yes. these are past tense, bore your sicknesses, carried, past yes. tense, your pains, and by his stripes you were. Is that true or not?
1: Yes.
0: 1 Peter 2.24 says you were. If you were, then you are. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't look like it and feel like it. That does not change the fact that you are. (laughs) (laughs) But what is in Christ must be received. Oh, somebody say received. received. It's got to be received by faith. It doesn't matter the most evil person on the planet, the most ungodly person on the planet. Jesus does not need to do one more thing to save them. He's been to the cross. He took their sins too. He paid for their sins too. He went to the heart of the earth for their sins too. He was raised from the dead for them too. He does not need to do one more thing for them. What needs to happen? They must believe it and they must receive it. Can you see this? They must believe that he has done this and then they must receive him as their Lord and Savior. They must receive that forgiveness. They must receive that cleansing and washing. How do you receive something you can't see or feel? By faith. But faith is real. It's the hand that lays hold and takes. And if you say, well, I'm just waiting on God to do it, then you're, you're not thinking right. It's already been done. Well, I'm waiting on his timing. No. It's already provided. He says, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. I want to stop right here. Is that true or not? Help me out. Yes, it is. It's, true. Yes, it's true. Is she loosed? Yes. Does she look loosed? No. no. Does she feel loosed? No. no. Notice what happens next. Read the next verse. Jesus laid hands on her. Well, if she is loosed, why is he laying hands on her? He's ministering what already is. To her. Yes. Good word. Oh, wow. Good word. Praise God. Amen. God has always done things this way. In the beginning, Genesis 1, 1, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, the earth was, actually other translations say, had become uh, without void, without form and void. And the spirit hovered Over the face of the deep. Is the power there for creation? You better believe it. (laughs) For every mountain range. Every fish. Every bird. Every creature. The power. You talk about power. The Holy Spirit is just hovering over the surface of the deep. If you could have measured it. The charge of God's power is bumping against the... (laughs) the meter and nothing's happening until god speaks oh come on can you see this he said light be and when he said that i want to see that do you want to see that maybe we can get to father and say lord would you would you show us that yes. show us what happened yeah. how that happened Because it's a whole lot more than just seeing a blinding light. Light is more than the reflection of photons. God is light. But can you see what's there in power and potential has to be released. And God released it through his words. Now we're not at the place in our faith or vision where we're creating light and planets. But we are children of this Father God. We're told to be imitators of God as dear children. And Jesus, when he came on the earth, he showed us how to live. This is how he functioned. He, he spoke to things. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to the waves, didn't he? He spoke to fevers. He spoke to dead bodies. He spoke to a woman bent over for 18 years. Is that right? You are loosed. It's a spiritual reality. How many believe when God told the children of Israel when he brought out of Egyptian bondage, I have given to you Canaan's land. Is that a spiritual reality? That's a done deal. None of them enjoyed it for the next 40 years except two people. Because they didn't lay hold of it with their faith. So there was no manifestation of it. What is ours by grace and provision must be received by faith. He laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. Don't you know that felt good after 18 years? How many times had she tried to straighten up in 18? How many times, how many things had she tried? And nothing worked. What happened is that spirit left. She straightened right up. You either believe the Bible or you don't. He laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. And that did what? She and that glorified God. Not a word is said of her glorifying God for those 18 years she's stooped over and bent over. The sickness didn't glorify God. It's a work of the devil. There's a wrong spirit there. The works of the devil glorify the devil. The works of God glorify God. When did she glorify God? When the works of God were manifest in her. Healing and deliverance. Then it glorified God. Verse 14, the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Oh, he's put out because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. And so he spoke right out loud. Now, come on, get the picture. Here's this woman. I mean, how many think she's smiling and happy? she's glorifying God she's shouting and a bunch of the people are going glory to God I ain't never seen anything like that in my life glory to God glory to God and he says hush 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 (laughs) this is a synagogue no work on the Sabbath no work I'm telling you The the religion of men is evil. Religious people that don't know God are some of the most cruel human beings on the planet. They will hurt you and give you scriptures why it's okay. Because they don't know God. Just religious. And here he is, you know, he's claiming to devote his life to God. God manifested in the flesh. He's standing in front of him. And he don't even recognize him. Don't even know who's there. And he's so concerned about his rules. Rules, rules. No, 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 no. No work, no work. What he's saying is healing of the physical body is a common thing. It's not important enough or holy enough to happen on the Sabbath day. Boy, is he wrong. There's six days in which men can come and work. You can come in them and be healed, but not on the Sabbath day. Yeah, right. Which one of those six days did they have a healing line at the synagogue? Isn't it something? How so many people never done anything in this area, but as soon as somebody does something, they tell them how it's not supposed to be done. That's right. They've never done it. They don't know how. But they're an expert telling you how you can't do it. No, you can't do it this way. <laughs> but the Spirit of God had his number. That's right. He's brass enough to speak up. So Jesus, Jesus just spoke right back to him. Verse 15. And this is how he led. Hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about you. <laughs> One translation says, play actor play actor on the stage. He said, every one of you, you and your buddies too, on the Sabbath, you will loose your ox, you will loose your donkey from the stall and lead them away to watering. Won't you? On the Sabbath. (laughs) Verse 16. Ought not this woman? Oh, friends, here we see healing through God's eyes. He compares it to relieving an animal in distress. And yet he says, how much more should it be done? I hope you're paying attention because you're, you're about to get something that will really help you right here. Every one of you, he said, you will Loose your donkey. You'll loose your ox. On the Sabbath day. And take them to the water. And you don't even pray about it. You don't seek God. As to whether it's his will. To water your donkey or not. This. This is. We're seeing it through God's eyes. It's just as. As. Foolish and unnecessary to pray to ask God if it's his will for you to be healed or not. As it is to pray and seek God and fast to ask him if it's okay to give your puppy some water. Or your cat. Or your parakeet.
1: Yeah.
0: Or your sheep.
1: Yeah.
0: Or your goat. Yeah. Not my words. Jesus' Were word. Should we accept what Jesus said? Should we stop listening? To people with degrees that don't know God. Tell us that god is, it might not be God's will. And we need to pray and see if it's God's will or not. If you don't pray about feeding or watering your pet, then you should never pray about it being God's will to heal you. God made you in his likeness and image. He gave you some intelligence. When puppy is thirsty, get puppy some water. No need to fast. No need to pray. No need to wait on God for days to see if it's God's will for Fido to quench his little thirst. Or maybe God is, is somehow God's plan for Fido to suffer while he looks At the empty water bowl. (laughs) And looks at you. With those big brown eyes. And and whines. And goes like. Why won't you give me some water. (laughs) It might not be God's will. Now you're laughing. You're laughing. But this is the illustration. Jesus used. To describe this. And he went further. If you look at the other accounts, on one occasion he used the same example. He said, and how much better is a man than a sheep? No, contrary to what some people say, you know, all creatures are equal in God's eyes. No, God says human beings are worth a whole lot more and are a whole lot more valuable than animals. Jesus said so. No, there's no reason to seek and see if it's his will or not. He said, oh, not this woman, since you'd loose your donkey, since you'd loose your, your ox and water them on the Sabbath day. And another translation says it like this, and this woman whom Satan has tied. See, just like that donkey was tied, couldn't get to the water, the ox is tied. He said, the devil has tied this woman. Well, he sure did it, literally. Literally. She was tied in a knot. Yeah. She's been tied up that way for 18 years. He said the devil did it, and she ought to be loosed. Yeah. Just like a thirsty animal ought to get some water. Amen. She ought to be, she's a, she's a woman. She's a child of God. She's the daughter of Abraham. Amen. If you he said, You hypocrite? You water your donkey? And you don't want this, you're not glad that this woman is healed? We should never question God's will about healing. Amen. We don't need to pray to see if it's his will. We need to get our faith built up to lay hold, yes. to receive. Come on, can you see him? He said, daughter, you are loosed. And then he said, come here. He laid hands on her just like the Holy Spirit was there to bring the word of God to pass. He laid hands on her. How many think anointing came on her? And she must not have refused it or resisted it. She must have received it because immediately, pop!
1: <laughs>
0: Is it the same yes. yesterday, yes. today, and forever? Yes. Hallelujah! Is it the same healing Jesus? Yes. And will do the same for anybody that will not resist it, not fight it, not argue with it, but believe it and receive it. By faith, what was the result? when he said that, the Bible said his adversaries were ashamed they were embarrassed that this guy had spoken up and said that because every and can you imagine uh, if you, if you put these with the other passages, the bible said the common people heard him gladly they were the common the, the bulk of the crowds. Didn't like what the Pharisees and Sadducees were doing, but they didn't know the scriptures. Most of them couldn't read. They didn't know how to answer them. But Jesus comes along and shuts them down. And the crowds are going, yeah, 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 that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, take that, you old Pharisee, take that. That's right, he shut you down, didn't he? (laughs) They were ashamed. Why? Because they saw the hypocrisy of demanding about their Sabbath day rules, and he just showed them so clearly. You hypocrite! You water your donkey. You water your cow on the Sabbath, and you gonna fuss about a woman who's much greater than an animal, a woman who's a daughter of Abraham, whom the devil has put through all this junk for 18 years. You should be shouting! You should be glad that she's no longer tied up. You should be rejoicing and you ought to be in the healing line yourself. Is that right? Come on. Let's get everybody loosed. Let's get everybody free. And that's why a lot of times thousands continued to come, and the Bible said on on many occasions, every one of them was healed. Praise God. Stand on your feet, everybody. Went on to say,